All right. Hey, welcome back to the Gopher CEO channel and the Gopher CEO community. By the way, make sure you subscribe and hit that like button because today you're going to be lit up. This man is not only what his name says he is, which is relentless, but he is relentless Aaron. He's come out with so many titles. He's all over the place. He's on Clubhouse. He's on Amazon. He's on his own web film books. I mean, this guy is all over the place. He's got a car wrapping business. I told you, I bring you the CEOs, the founders, the entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs that are out there in the United States and around the world that are from startup to $1 billion in business. And this guy, I met him recently over the, the, the channel of Clubhouse. We were in the same room and this guy has been giving so much great content that uh, I just, I had to have him on the Go For CEO channel. He was uh, gracious enough to give me about 30, 45 minutes here. And we're also live streaming because he's got the technology to be able to go on Instagram, on Clubhouse and everything. So we're excited today to have Mr. Relentless Aaron. How are you, my man? Thank you so hey, much for coming. John the bomb, John the bomb, because Talking business makes sense. Give me that tagline. What is that? <laughs> it's John the bomb. Yeah. Building others means business, baby. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's my moniker uh, on Clubhouse. And you're relentless, man. So easy yeah. enough to tell people when I when I refer them to you, I'm like, man, you got to look up relentless with that, with that red background and just a, a stud of a person. So tell us a little bit about kind of just your background and how you got to the web film books or even just relentless content or the car wrap. I mean, like, just tell us a little bit about the background of why your mind thinks like an entrepreneur. Man, um, you know, from as long as I can remember, man, I've been in business. So at, a, at age 10, at age 10, if that makes sense, my dad dragged me into his delicatessen and had me working his cash register. Um, that is where it all started. It, it was a little deli in Mount Vernon, New York. I remember cigarettes used to be under a dollar. I remember um, a, a stick of, not, not a stick of gum, but a pack of gum used to be under 25 cents, probably probably more like 10 cents. I remember uh, those things. And um, I also recall um, we had multiple businesses under the same umbrella. So we had the delicatessen and my dad built a liquor store next door. So there's a connecting door and the liquor store had bulletproof glass. So a customer would approach and they would ring a bell and we would hear it in a deli. And my dad would run through the middle door, connecting door to serve a customer the liquor. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you can picture shelves of liquor, you know, the, the vodka, the gin, the, it's whiskey, all of that stuff. Well, Little did anyone know that this was all, un, you know, it's it's all a, a maze. And um, when my dad left and he felt comfortable enough, I ran all of that. Wow. Picture the delicatessen. He had vending machines in the back, um, you know, um, sort of um, pinball machines. And, 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 and also we had hot food as well. So we had a deep fryer where we would drop a hot sausage in the deep fryer or French fries in the deep fryer or burgers on the grill. This is all stuff that I just took in by default. I'm, I'm, it's like a blitz. Okay, we got to put groceries on the shelves. We got to keep an eye out for the people trying to steal. You know, uh, maybe I'll be next door serving the liquor, um, you know, 10, 10, 11 years old serving the liquor. Wow. But meanwhile, I'm, my eye is 
my, my, in the back of my mind is the deli secure, right? So we're doing all of this under one roof. We, meanwhile, my dad is out basically setting up other delicatessens. Mm. So I come to see, find out over time, you realize, oh my God, he got five of these. He started with one and he went to five and then he had a, a laundry mat and he had, um, he had uh, rental income properties and he had uh, a bar. So the bar was um, kind of next to the delicatessen, that original deli that I spoke on, right? And um, the bar went through the transition of Engelbert Humperdinck to Madonna to Snoop Dogg, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. So it went from just being a speakeasy where people went after work to um, having rated X movies once a day, once a um, once a week, to being a strip club. So it actually shut down all of the businesses for this because this was making at some point twenty grand a, a week, and inevitably we moved it to a larger location. So it was a big progress, and this man did this with no no cell phones, no websites, no no you know like he was Superman. And you didn't really see that. It just was what it was. So I, this is all that I, this was my reference in life. Diversified revenue streams, um, consistency, um, discipline, because there wasn't a day that he didn't smack me upside the back of the head. Um, and, and, and danger. My dad was um, in a shootout. Upstairs on top of the delicatessen was where there were apartments and one of the apartments was us. We, we moved from a, a comfortable single family home to an apartment up above so he could keep it all in one. But also he took the money from selling the house to the bulletproof glass because that was a very expensive endeavor. Like, mm. I think, like just a lot of money. So the point is, is that we heard these gunshots. We didn't know what it was, pow, 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 pow. But we heard later you know, my dad was in a gunfight, like guys came in, tried to rob him, but he was holding, thank God he was holding because he, he fought them off. He never took a bullet. I don't know what happened to the other guys, but I just know this story in my teens, in my 12, 13, 14 years old. So this is, this is the DNA of me, John. Um, it's, it's, it's grit, it's full of grit, it's full of um, 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 uh, determination, it's it's full of pivoting, it's it's full of being resourceful, and 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 that's 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 where it all came from. But you know, through the years, you you run into all this. You know, you you learn about books, you learn about uh, cassette tapes. At one point, that's what really was for me. You know, I learned about Dr. Robert Schuler really sewed into me with his energy, and um, um, Tony Robbins, which which used to be Anthony Robbins at one point, folks. <laughs> um, uh, and there was a guy named. Um, just so many, so, so many thought leaders. But when I was uh, um, uh, led into books and audio, that's what changed my life because now I could take what I knew from the world that I was in and add it to these new thought leaders. And that's that's how you came up with me. <laughs> that's your what a great long answer. answer. I'm sorry. No, no, that's beautiful. You know, I, I, it's so interesting, right? Uh, being in this position where now I'm interviewing CEOs, founders, entrepreneurs, and almost a year now into just getting to meet new personalities and every story is just so different and so dynamic, which is what, you know, the human life is, right? Uh, 
you know, everybody, you know, grows up differently. I mean, your dad, serial entrepreneur, serious about being an entrepreneur and then protective of his family, protective of the things that he built, but then disciplining you, right. And making sure that you knew, you know, how to grow up in that environment. So take us something else. What's that? I'm one of six kids. Oh, one of six. Wow. Wow. Number one, number two, my dad did all that with one leg. Wow. Wow. Man, just different things, man. What, what an incredible story. Is, is he still with us or, or no? He just left us um, Jan, uh, January 30th. COVID took him at 91. Oh, he geez. was working up until, Jan, uh, up until December 13th, uh, December 12th, when he walked into the hospital. Wow. Wow. 91, man. Well, obviously a, a full, a full life, a full life, you know, got you uh, know. the leg was severed at age 17. Wow. Uh, in a baseball accident, he was heading to the Brooklyn Dodgers. Be clear. There were newspaper articles about him. It was a big deal. Wow. And they set the leg wrong in the cast and he woke up one day and yeah. That's crazy, man. Wow. What an incredible uh, twist of that story too. But thank you for sharing, you know, obviously one of six, um, you know, you, you had to fight for all the scraps that you could get. Right. And you learned a lot of stuff. So tell us now, now coming into kind of the relentless, you know, aspirations of uh, relentless Aaron, you know, a little bit of the mindset and then being able to put the funding of it, of what you've been able to do and the things that you do. So give us a little bit of that perspective of how you've been able to grow the web film books and then relentless content. So, um, it got to a point when, you know, I, I ran to danger in my life. I actually ended up in prison with a seven-year prison sentence. Look, just doing what I can with what I have, just really doing the most with everything and um, not having guidance or leadership. And um, inevitably, what happened is I ended up in prison with a seven-year prison sentence. So the day I got locked up, I just decided this was not going to be me. And I started writing songs and poems and inevitably that turned into me writing books and people got, people got to read those books while I was in, cause I was writing longhand online paper and man, they were telling me in prison that my books were, in fact, some of the COs, correction officers were taking my books to, to people they knew outside, outside of the gates. And then they were coming back with the, um, the, the information, the reports telling me that my books were this, my books were that. But there was this one cat in prison who approached me. We're talking, we're talking six, five and a half years in. And he approached me. Uh, I was already on to my 20th novel. And he, he said, hey, what are you doing? Everybody's concerned. Like, what are you, you're always writing and you're not talking to people. They think you're, you know, making a report. So, mm. Um, excuse me. So I says, I'm writing novels. I'm going to be a best-selling author. So he, he said, do you mind if I read something? So, you know, I, I didn't have a problem with that. Everybody else, right? I was taking, you know, so I let him read a, a, no, a notebook. He came back a couple of days later. He's like, man, you are the, the Michael Jordan of this. I don't even read books, but this, this is amazing. So what he did is he took me to his locker and he showed me a picture of him Jay-Z, Dame Dash, and Biggs. This is the consortium we know as Rock Aware and Rockefeller Records. And at that moment, Emory Jones said to me, he said, man, anything you need, I got you. I've seen this before. 
I didn't know anything he was talking about. I didn't even know who Jay-Z was. I knew of him, but I didn't know, like he wasn't as big as he is today. Mm -hmm. We're talking, we're talking around 2001, 2002. This is before, you know, the internet took off, the social media rather took off. Um, internet was around, but social media didn't take off. The whole Beyonce, Jay connection wasn't there. Anyway, this man used to put money in my account. And what that meant in prison was that it enabled me it enabled me the freedom. I didn't have to work a job in there. I could really sew into mastering my craft. And, and before I met Emery, I saw a videotape by a Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. He wrote Think and Grow Rich, The Black Choice. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but the Napoleon Hill Foundation commissioned him after Napoleon passed away. Napoleon had already started the book, mm -hmm. but Napoleon passed away and they, they commissioned Dr. Kimbrough to finish the book. So it's called Think and Grow Rich, The Black Choice, which is book, which is content that was on par with when Napoleon Hill taught, but it gave references to people like me, mm -hmm. you know? And so I saw a videotape of Dr. Kimbrough's speech in prison. And instead of fighting my case, I could have shaved off three years from my case, but instead of fighting my case, based on his teachings in that videotape, which was that um, you master something for three to five years, you could be the best in your town or your city, and you master something for five to seven years, you could be the best in your state or your region. But if you study and master something and become an apprentice for seven to nine years, you could be the best in the world. And remember, I had seven years. So mm -hmm. that resonated with me and I decided, let me do that. So I focused on that alone, focused on mastering my craft. That means I, I read books about writing. I read other authors. I read the goats like Patterson and Grisham and Sheldon and Elmore Leonard and uh, Donald Westlake and James Patterson. And I read these authors with the purpose of dissecting what they did and how they did it because every book is a blueprint. And I learned that from reading books. So they, you know, they said that you had to be an apprentice. You had to master your craft. So what does that mean? So these are the books that I read. And, and that's the, 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 the process of me becoming a, a, an award-winning novelist, a popular novelist, globally renowned, a six-figure book publishing deal, all of the things, movie deals, all that stuff came, New York Times, not, not only did they put me on the New York Times cover of the arts and leisure section, the, the top flap with a photo, but there's, a, there's the run-on story inside of the um, section which another half a page. I'm telling you, when you, I look back at it, I look at, oh, I'm, I'm saying OMG <laughs> to myself because I, you know, I made Time Magazine, I made NPR, I did all the things that, John, honestly, black guys don't get, black authors mm -hmm. don't get. Uh, let's just be real. We don't get shelf space in Barnes and Nobles. We don't, we don't get it. But if you master your craft, it's possible, <laughs> more possible than not, that you will get there. So yeah, to your point, that's so so because I I write books and because I've I've learned media from from a long time ago. I've been doing video and because the internet is a thing, I decided to create the company webfilmbooks.com and and that's my company. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's it's a long story, man. <laughs> You're chunking it down. Hopefully I'm not all over the place. No, no, no. I think it's fantastic. You know, in the Go for CEO community, we've interviewed auto body people, we've interviewed healers, we've interviewed uh, you know, taekwondo uh, you know, studio people and Really, it's just about bringing that right story to the people. Uh, I love that. Obviously, you've had this whirlwind of from childhood 
to experiencing, obviously having to go to prison and understanding kind of how do you reform yourself and re-transform yourself uh, into this incredible, relentless brand. And, you know, so thank you for sharing that. You know, now that you've, uh, you know, you, you put web film books together, what were some of the things that you thought about, you know, operationally, like structure-wise, and how you saw this business now being able to serve the, the, the community and being able to build something significant that you have? So let me tell you, to this day, I've never put together a business plan. Mm. And I, I know, uh, I'm sorry to make you mad. <laughs> Not just, I'm just saying you, uh, I'm talking to coach, I'm talking to Mr. Finance, I'm talking to all the people we know, all, all, all the people we know who preach about business plan. I'm different. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a business plan. I'm different. Mind you, I saw my dad walk something into existence, no business plan. I, uh, I, I had a magazine at one point called The Superstar, no business plan. I had a TV show called Superstar USA, no business plan. I, I, um, I, I got this big book deal um, with, with the biggest publishers in the world, then the book deal with 50 Cent, then the film deals with Bill Duke, no business plan. So even the Relentless House, the bed and breakfast that I run here in Atlanta, I, I no business plan. But I will say that I had references all along the way that mm. served me the information that I needed to be successful. So the bed and breakfast, I learned by default of me a film, uh, I was hired as a filmmaker to go to Kissimmee, Florida, where I filmed 90 boxing um, uh, bouts in one weekend in, 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 at, a, at the Radisson Hotel. And what I did was I went down to Kissimmee a day before the budget called for, the budget put me in a hotel, but it didn't pay for the day before. So I wanted to spend a day down in Florida. So I go down and I take a guy's bed and breakfast. I posted this on my YouTube, uh, not my YouTube, my Facebook page, um, like yesterday or the day before. So you can actually see, I did a, I, I ran my video while the guy's doing a walkthrough of mm -hmm. his bed and breakfast. I, it was, it was, I never seen nothing like this before. That I, I thought when I rented a space that it was some going to be maybe my own little space, my own little apartment, my own little place in, in a townhouse. No, it was a shared house. And, and so what it was, was this guy had it so laid out that he was like, he's like the goat of Airbnb, um, you know, people. And so um, he did the walkthrough and what that was, was that was the, the, the business plan. Mm -hmm. That was all I needed because I could follow that and do it in Atlanta. And so I said to the guy, I says, hey, do you mind helping? Cause I want to do this in Atlanta. It's not going to buy, it's not going to take money from him. So, so he, every day, not every day, but throughout the course of the next year, he would, I would ask questions and he would shoot back the answers. A year later, four years ago, by the way, this last month, I opened the Relentless House. And so just, just wow. I, I had to do all the things to get in place. I had to get the money. I had to do 7,500 Uber rides. I had to, I had to go through, I had to get my credit fixed up. I had to do all these things to get here to a place that is my oasis. This is an entrepreneur's um, uh, habitat. It's mm -hmm. got all the books, it's got all the video, it's got all of the, all of the everything, the digital, the this, the that. It's just like, wow. And I don't have to leave home. 
and and that's the beautiful thing. I was I was COVID before COVID. <laughs> you know, I was COVID. I was COVID ready before COVID. I yeah. built a minute. You know, I built the the nine hole miniature golf course here on the property. I got a studio in the basement, and guess what? It's all paid for because I have guests. I have people check in through Expedia and Hotels.com and Booking.com. And I've mastered this just like I've mastered my books. Booking.com gave me an 8.3 rating. Um, and I have a lot of five-star ratings, a whole lot of reviews because I, I'm consistent. Now I'm going back to dad, right? Consistent, mm -hmm. disciplined. Um, um, I have a vision. Um, I know how to pivot. Like sometimes I get a bad guest or some, sometimes, you know, I have to put out a fire. You know what I'm saying? So these are things that you, um, these, everything my dad did, I'm doing, John. That's amazing. Everything my dad did, I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I have diversified revenue streams. I have a Turo business going from here where I have multiple vehicles rented out daily. I have a food service business. I have the bed and breakfast constant guests coming in and out from all over the world. Let me, let me shut that down. Do you hear that? I, yeah, I, I don't know. Let me, let me, let me. Sorry about that. That was. I thought I, I blocked out everything. I, I put on do not disturb on my phone. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> and, Look, you know, you know. and so that came through the the iPhone, the Apple. You know, I got the tablet. And, um, it's a hot mess. <laughs> it's a hot you know mess. I, I love it. I love it. You know why? Because it is just non-traditional. You know, everybody talks about, hey, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. Right? Cookie cutter. And and honestly, everybody's different right? Everybody has uh, a capacity to be able to do many different things, right? So, um, you know, we talk about in Clubhouse, right? Um, you know, different areas of business, how, how to do this. And you don't have to be traditional, man. Like, it is amazing. And you could be such a wealth of inspiration to people because of the things that you do, Relentless, to be able to master, you know, two, three, four, five different things in your lifetime. And, and God, I mean, you've got the talent and God gave you the talent and you're using it, which is the most important thing, because ultimately you could have just, you know, bowed down to the to the issue that had gotten you into prison and said to yourself, I'm done with life. Right. This is it. But no, you took the other course, you built yourself up and now you became this relentless entrepreneur and, super, you know, serial entrepreneur. So fantastic stuff. I really love it. I think it's fantastic. I think go for CEO channel, you know, go for CEO community. Sorry. Um, you are just learning some really crystal nuggets uh, about things that you could do to be thinking, how can I maneuver this? How can I position that? How can I put this piece over here so that that could work? And you see, uh, it's a domain of where relentless is, is and he created his own atmosphere to be able to do three or four different things out of one place. Which but it's, is awesome. it's just becoming resourceful. That's all exactly. it is, is, me being resourceful with my 24 hours. We all have 24 hours in a day. I don't care if you're entitled. Uh, I don't care if you have a, a whole lot of money that daddy left you. Um, it doesn't matter what job you have, what, what position or title you have, what schooling you went through, what block you live on. This life is about how resourceful can I be with my 24 hours? Because no matter who you are, that 24 hours is the Bible. Mm -hmm. It is the be all to end all. It is God. It is the control. It is, it is everything. And so what can you do in that 24 hours to be productive, to stay healthy, to serve other people, to, um, to, to leave a legacy, 
to love and be loved? Like, what can you do in that 24 hours that, that, and this is my love. This is, this is, this is what I love. Like talking to you. I don't do a lot of interviews, man. I'm, I'm starting to, to get back into the, cause I've been like a, a hobbit. I really have I've been really focused and, and, and driven and be, by default of being focused and driven. I wake up and like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing this kind of money now, you know, or, um, or I'm dealing with these kind of people now, or, I'm driving less brown down the highway, you know. I mean, like, like these are these are things that are just happening by default of like this legacy, this That's legacy. Right. So at some point, like, you know, we can look back and, yeah, Oprah, yeah, it's good to meet you. But John the Bomb was the first mover. Where you been? <laughs> That's right. That's Where right. you been? <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, look. You know, I think it's really cool to hear, you know, the operation side of things too, and how you've put together everything. So tell us a little bit about how do you decipher the marketing of each piece? Like you talked about Turo, the bread and breakfast, you know, obviously you got your books that people know you're around the world for, you know, so give us a little insight of how you kind of break down the marketing for each and every one of your businesses. So that's fair. So um, if I was looking at it from the perspective of, components and budgeting and things of that nature i'd be a hot mess because i'm one person i'm a like what did abc world news they said he's a one-man marketing machine right john michael gerber changed my life mm. absolutely changed my life i read that probably four years ago and then i reached out to him and then we had this back and forth through email because I realized he was in San Diego and my sister is out there with her um, managed care facility, which is really like a bed and breakfast for older people, by the way. Yeah. And, um, and, and that book, the, the whole system, I, systems and apps, having apps to manage things and the whole um, uh, transparency. And uh, it, it's very clever. It's very clever. I wish I thought of it first. So my, my cars rent on Turo. It's an app. When people want a car, they already pre-qualify them. I don't have to worry about that part. They already take a, a deposit or they, they put their credit card information. I don't have to worry about that part. They, they have my information, my address, where to show up. They have the photos of the cars. They have the, the ratings from other customers. They have all of that customer customer business to customer relationship all handled. I don't have to worry about that part. When they show up here in Uber to pick up a car, I basically use the app to take photos of the car to ensure how it left, the, the gas in it and the mileage, and I give them the key. I check their driver's license. All of that stuff was authored by Turo. They're the ones that created that process. I don't have to worry about that part. And then they leave and the car is insured by Turo. I don't have to worry about that part. And they come back, guess what? They drop the car off, I'm asleep. They leave the key where they're supposed to leave it. I, and when I wake up, oh, we got a car in the driveway or we got two cars in the driveway or, you know, it's a system. Mm -hmm. Nothing I have to worry about. Oh, you know what? Sometimes they detail the car they bring before when they bring it back. Sometimes they always gas it up when they come back. It's, it's a system. And if I apply that system to everything that I do, um, ultimately it's a win, win, win all the way across the board. So the bed and breakfast, same thing. Um, 
Expedia or Hotels.com or any of those platforms, they've already, they already have the website. They already do the marketing. Turo already does the marketing. The Bed and Breakfast, they already do the marketing. My food service, Uber, DoorDash, Postmates, um, Grubhub, uh, Chow Now, all these platforms, they already do the marketing. I don't have to worry about that. All I have to do is master my craft, which is make sure that there's cars that are clean or make sure that the food is delicious or make sure that it's a comfortable setting here at the bed and breakfast. This is all I have to do. And it doesn't take much effort to do that. And by default, guess what? I've created the ultimate ecosystem. I get to eat, drive and live for free. <laughs> this, is, this is the biggest industries in the world, food, shelter, transportation. I got that covered. I'm about to get a fleet of 10 more vehicles. That is like, I used to be off grid, John. I was homeless for two years here in Atlanta. I lived in a van, which is really a tin can. Mm -hmm. And I put a futon in it because just the circumstances that that's a longer story. But the point is, is that I, I know where I came from. And it's very important for me to stay grounded, to have my, my feet planted firmly, because I know that uh, ha having, the, having the multiple revenue streams is really what frees me. It's really what frees me. Have constant, oh, and by the way, all those defaults throw money into the bank account. Mm -hmm. They throw money into the bank account, the same place all the time. And that bank account grows and the, the accountant has access and the accountability is handled. The taxes are all handled from it. Everything is done for you. That's like a DF, was it the DFY? This is the ultimate DFY. And so I, I wish this on anybody, but you can't do it if you have dogs running around. You can't do it if you have babies running around. You can't do it if you have, you know, uh, some sort of uh, environment that's not conducive to what it is that you're trying to do. So for, it works for me. You know, I can't put this on anybody. It couldn't work for you if you have like a, a split, like you have a, a townhouse that's a split. You live on this side and maybe you live on that side. But I serve my guests. I serve my guests like they need food or they need a Band-Aid or they need a fresh towel. I, I, I just, by default, I want them to be comfortable and, 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 and I want them to have a great pillow. And I just, you know, those, all the things that I want for me, I want for them. And I think that's what's missing out there. I don't think... Um, I don't think that um, Doubletree is doing that, unfortunately. I went to West uh, Palm, uh, Palm Beach a uh, couple weeks weekends ago, and uh, the not for nothing, the bedding was great, but this doesn't work if the cold water is not working in the shower. It that doesn't work because it's something called scorching that just doesn't feel good on the body, yeah, yeah. especially in mid shower. That doesn't feel good on the body. And it doesn't feel good if you get shifted to another room and now the toilets don't flush. I'm talking about the Hilton chain, wow. one of the top brands. So I'm saying that to, that to say, like, I pay attention. I go in and check and make sure the toilet paper is right. Or I go in and make sure that, you know, things, that all the things you have to have, you have to have intention. And that's what I think is missing from business intention, the end user, making the person feel like you would want to feel if you were a customer in that experience. Well, I love it. I love it. You know, you just hit on, we probably don't have to ask that then is the, the C of CEO is client experience. What an incredible journey you just went through. Uh, and, and just understanding, you know, I, I will want to go back a little bit just to say, you know, you've, you, you're in a special place in time based on the things that you did before this time. 
to now take advantage of the tools that are available today, right? And, and you've mastered that. You've, you've realized, wow, Turo has this system set up you know, uh, you know, uh, whatever the travel uh, channels have these systems set up so that my B my B and B can, uh, can, you know, can do well, that type of thing. So it's interesting how you've been able to go from, you know, being able to be a publisher, someone that has mastered that craft to be able to be in these other different businesses, but then using the technology and using the systems <clears throat> to flourish what you do. So awesome stuff. Let's go into, you know, one of the things that you talked about uh, is just kind of handling a lot of things. Is there any aspect of your business? Do you bring in independent contractors to kind of clean and do that type of stuff? Or are you handling? Oh, yeah, family? I, do, like, I do hire people. It's not all me. <laughs> um, yeah. I do hire people. I have an assistant here. Um, she lives on site. She does a okay. great job. She fills in for me where, you know, where there's missing gaps. Um, I'm, um, I have a, 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 a cook that comes in on, on the nightly basis. She also cleans. So there's that. Um, I have, you know, a guy that does my yard and my, you know, like I sell appliances from here as well. I flip, I do a lot of flipping, John. So um, if there's something heavy, I got somebody to help me put it on the truck. It, it, all of all of those things are handled, but I don't mind cleaning uh, cleaning up. Hey, um, is everything good? I, I just wanted to finish this interview. I, I know the ladies want some. Never mind. No, I stopped. Oh, okay, okay. There's any interruption? So no, I'm not bad. Oh no, yeah. Well, no. so we're, we're, you know, we'll do this ending a little bit different because usually. No, you're good. You're good. I just. I Last uh, client experience, which you just kind of nailed the the episode before here, <clears throat> the segment before you were talking about employee engagement and just how you put together your team. So go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like I said, I have somebody to cook and clean. And um, ultimately, I'm hiring more people. Um, even to do the miniature golf course outside, I didn't do it. You know, I, I, I planned it. I designed it. But I had somebody to do it. And so I'm good with hiring people that, that will do the work better than I can do. I'm a creative. I can jump just about do anything. I'm like a MacGyver, right? But ultimately, yeah, I'm, I'm in the hiring stages now. Now I'm looking you know, to expand. And uh, this, there's so much going on, John, I just got a $250,000 grant for my, for my business, my, my privately owned business folks. And so, and I've also been responsible for getting $1.5 million in grants for other entrepreneurs. So I'm on another journey now, which is to help people get money because I think bootstrapping is great. It's easy, but doing business versus business is, is so much more um, empowering business credit, building, um, building financing, building um, like real, real things in life, you know, credibility factor on that a company can look at you in California, or they can be in London, and they could see your track record, because your DNA is on Dun & Bradstreet, you mm -hmm. know, or your DNA, DNA is on Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. So that's, that's important to me. And it's important for me to level everybody else up that I connect with, so that they can be ready to do this as well, my, my kids included. So I want everybody to, to feel this love, to feel this, 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 this um, importance, this importance, this legacy, to be able to you know, um, fulfill your needs, um, not just to have the financing to do it, but to actually do it and just righteously be right in the pocket at all times. It just takes a lot. It takes a lot to get here, man. This is a, this been a journey, John. So. I love it. You Hopefully know, you answer your question. You, you definitely, man. I mean, you know, you you put together the C, all right, client experience. You put together the E for employee engagement. 
Now let's go to the O as we kind of start wrapping up here uh, and having this fantastic interview with you, Relentless Aaron and Web Film Books and all the things that you're doing. Uh, what is your secret to operational excellence? Details. Details is important. Um, <clears throat> staying on top of things and not letting them get out of hand, but also delegating. Delegating is very important. Details, delegating. Oh, now we're getting poetic, right? I got D's, right? You talking about CEO now? I said, boy, I tell you, I could be a rapper. Um, no, but details um, is, is very important because it, people realize that, you know, they realize detail, you know, um, for from the, like we keep, um, I have like a giant screen monitor in my, li in my living room mm -hmm. and no kidding. I keep a fireplace on there. It's a 24 hour fireplace that plays on YouTube. So it actually sets the, the mood mm. in the house. It sets the peace in the house. For some reason, we as human beings look at that and we, we are, we are, you know what I mean? It's like sensational. We know what that is. We know it's hot, even though it's not, it's on a screen, but we understand it. We all, we comply. <laughs> yes, we comply. You are fire. I get it. So I'm, I'm saying like that's, um, that's detail for me. Like details are the sounds and the smells in the house, right? And the same in the car and the same with the food. Maybe not sounds with the food, but yeah. So, um, and then um, of course, delegating. So delegating authority to people who you trust, um, paying people to do work that you otherwise, you know, cannot do because of time factors, et cetera. And um, destiny, I'll just say destiny. So destiny is um, important because that's the long game, right? I'm here doing this detail and delegating this authority because I'm looking at the destiny, the long game. Like, what is all of this gonna mean when I'm not here anymore? What is this all gonna mean for my kids, my grandkids? What is this all gonna mean after I'm gone, my legacy? What is it gonna leave? So there's my three Ds to your CEO, Mr. John the Bomb. <laughs> all right, that's fine. I love it, I love it, man. Well, awesome stuff, my man. So, hey, look, you know, really appreciate you coming on the Go for CEO channel. One of the things that we want to do is every six to 12 months, Relentless, we want to be able to come back, have a welcome back interview, understand what progress you've made, what oh, little, other little tweaks, maybe even that next business that you're uh, inventing in your mind Me? and creating already. <laughs> no, no, not you, not you, but, uh, you know, so awesome stuff, man. So any last words or any plugs on, on websites or things I'd love for you to just share with our community uh, where, where we can, you know, get a hold of you, how we can connect with you, and then any last final words from your perspective. So, you know, Instagram is the is the now connector, right? Instagram is uh, has become sort of the place where we all go to. It's where people hold church. It's where people learn. They get educated. They get entertained. Instagram is like right now the be all to end all in terms of communication. Will that change? I don't know. We've we've been through AOL. We've been through MySpace. Um, but this is uh, one of, and, and Facebook, this is the, this is one of the biggest platforms that, that I've seen. And, uh, and I, so I stay focused. Um, I, I stay transparent. I, I share my life on um, Instagram um, in my bio. It has all of my information and, and all where I'm at right now. And I'm actually, I fine tune that every day. So my bio is the link in my bio, you know, there on Instagram. And that really gives people not only the journey, 
but it also, uh, if I want to put something important in there, I do that. I'm actually um, revamping that page too. So it constantly goes through its, its, its revolutions, its evolutions. And um, I'm, I'm, it's an exciting time, man, especially um, now getting people funded and um, getting funding for myself. In six months, I don't know. I'm going to have to have my people talk to your people. <laughs> Business capital, baby. Business capital. So awesome so, yeah, stuff. There's no, there's no I, don't, I, I do have a book coming out called I Did It, You Can Too which is gonna be sort of like um, really laying all of this out. I do have another book um, um, relating to Clubhouse, which is mm -hmm. gonna be amazing. It's gonna be a run to for everybody on Clubhouse. They're gonna really know, wanna know how I did that. Um, and then finally, um, I'm, doing, um, I'm doing books for others. I write books for other people. So I just finished a book for a client that just, um, He's, he made, made transition from the um, uh, 20 years of uh, Air Force duty. And then I have another um, book that I'm authoring for like a gangster out of New York that's that's coming soon. So there's so many. And then, oh, and then I have a Netflix project that I've been brought on to. I had a face-to-face -face with um, a, a, a big time mogul. And he's like, I want you to write this this story. This is uh, right up your lane. So I have so much on the table. and But I tell you folks, it, it gets easier when you have these processes in place, because that's that's why I'm able to do so much. I'm able to get my sleep. I'm able to stay healthy, and I'm able to love and be loved in return. And that's me. I love it. I love it, my man. Well, hey, thank you so much. Many blessings for uh, being able to make the time. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, I'll see you soon on Clubhouse, my man. Indeed, I'm actually just for y'all. Well, I don't know if you're live. I guess they're live on Instagram.